Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. The Cabinet Subcommittee on COVID-19 is meeting this morning on foot of recommendations of Nefis, who are almost running the country at this stage, that uh, would introduce further curbs on socialisation ahead of Christmas. This is obviously uh, on the back of the fact that they've asked uh, young children to wear masks in schools as well. A full cabinet meeting will take place at 3pm this afternoon, and it's unclear if new restrictions will come into effect for this weekend or have some sort of lead-in time. I mean, I don't know how they could bring them in for this weekend, just land that on the laps, particularly of the hospitality industry. Anyway, according to Leo Varadkar, he said they should take one for the team. Yeah, I don't think two people are too happy about that comment that he made. Maybe Leo should take one for the team and cut his wages. Uh, the subcommittee is chaired by Taoiseach Michal Martin and includes the two other coalition leaders as well as ministers for health, uh, finance, public expenditure and social protection. And to talk to me a little bit more about it is Ian Redmond, who is the owner of the nightclub and music venue Tramline, and he joins me on the line. Good afternoon to Ian. Hi, now, How are you? Ain't not a good day again for the hospitality industry. With very little notice, we don't know what's going to happen today. The suggestions are there that, you know, the time is going to be limited again. 11, yeah. 10 o'clock maybe, yeah. I don't know. Uh, we won't know till later on today. And again, it seems hospitality getting them lame. Yeah, well, I just, I landed back in from the US this morning at 8 a.m. Had my antigen test ready to present at Dublin Airport after forking dollars and to be told, uh, no, it's not needed. It's just... I know, uh, I was there. I was there. I only got back myself last week. You don't need an antigen test coming back in. Mind you, you will from Monday. I from know, Sunday. No, I know, but it was uh, we were told it was announced this week and tweeted about by all the government ministers that it was required from Friday. And, the, and the, at 7.30 a.m. this morning, they suspended that and pushed it forward to Sunday because yeah. they, to, to allow time uh, for everyone to get their ducks in a row. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, there were 700 passengers on the two flights that, that landed in from the U.S. this morning who weren't happy about having to fork out that kind of money for, for tests. But look, it, it just shows that like we're just the, the messaging we're getting in this communication. Mixed messaging. From, from, yeah, it's just all over the place. And I can understand like the, the government are trying to do their best job at it, but it's... Uh, but you it's can't, yeah, but we can't keep using that excuse. They're trying their best. It's yeah, a moving it's, situation. It's a changing... Yeah. I mean, we can't just keep letting them off the hook all the time. I mean, no. there's a they problem here, isn't there? They control from Neffet. They really do. Uh, like, Neffet are running the country at this stage. I don't think Tony Hoolan should be the man that's there. Okay, well, I, I think everybody would agree, and I, I even spoke uh, last week to Professor Jack Lambert uh, from the Matter Hospital, and he said it's time to even change Neffet uh, mm. at the time. All right. In other words, that it's it's time you know to to revisit it because I'm not having a you know having a pop of the people in effort, but you know you do you end up in an echo chamber at some point where you know you want different people maybe with different views and a different vision of what should be done. But in yeah. relation to your industry, the hospitality industry, mm-hmm. the probably the worst affected industry um, yeah. over this whole thing for the past over eighteen months now, and mm-hmm. now it looks like you're going to be affected again. You were probably planning on a nice Christmas, although I know in the nightclub industry you were restricted now to twelve o'clock. Anyway, but you are still probably planning on getting a few quid in for the Christmas. Now yeah. it looks like you're going to be restricted again. Yeah, so like we we were closed for 19 months. We were the first to close and then the the, la- the last to reopen. And we reopened fully. And uh, over the four weeks where we got to trade till 2.30 and clear by 3, um, we traded really, really well. It was fantastic. And, you know, everyone got their COVID IT checked on the way in. It was doubled and triple checked. 
against their government ID and their Eventbrite ticket. So we knew everyone coming into Tramline was fully uh, COVID checked and, uh, and mm. they're, they're all clear. So it ran really, really well. And uh, we we're delighted. And then like a bolt out of the blue two weeks ago or three weeks ago now at this stage, uh, we got this news that we'd have to close at 12. And we honestly thought that, that well, look, they're trying to close us and that this is just them, their way of doing it rather than going, look, you have to close the maintenance. So you all decided to fight back. We fought back and we, we, we readjusted and we moved. And how did that work, by the way? Because culturally, people are used to going to nightclubs after going for a drink in the pub, you know? It, it actually worked quite well. So we've had some great events. Like, it, like it, it was back about 30 or 40% on, on where we were the three, uh, the four weeks. So uh, what were you doing? Hours. Six to 12 o'clock? No, 7 to 12. 7 to 12. So okay. serving till 11.30 and then clearing by 12. And uh, you know, again, in full compliance with the regulations and guidelines. But now we fear today that the Cabinet is going to decide that there's no bar service and there's tables of six and uh, that's just not possible. And, and not, well, what they're saying as well, no multiple bookings. Now, that could be a problem with the Eventbrite situation, obviously. Absolutely. Uh, that if you've no multiple bookings, that means no bookings, essentially. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, because nightclubs will always have multiple bookings because otherwise it's just be a total mayhem. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's really going to put pay to the whole thing altogether, isn't it? It'll, it'll just force us to close again. And, uh, you know, it'll be so sad after building a, such a fantastic team, seeing the staff all come together. Like, uh, but they're the saying they want to reduce case numbers. You know, I mean, look, we've 93% of the va- well, population well, vaccinated, etc. Tell them to stop running sporting events for 50,000 people and, you know, uh, 15,000 tonight at a, at, a, at a rugby game, you know, whereas five, 600 people in a nightclub I know it's indoors, but all these sporting events involve indoor activity as well, bathrooms, corridors, bars, you know, so... It's, but where, uh, where's your representation, Ian? Because, I mean, I, I listened last night on Primetime and the suggestion was the data in the last two weeks suggests that, you know, uh, hospitality, the nightclub industry and the restaurants and the bars are way down the pecking order when it comes to case numbers, right? Or outbreaks of any description, right? Yeah, well, well, so, uh, so where's your representation saying, be... just, I mean, look, we've no problem closing, but justify this. Yeah, well, look, our representation might be as strong as some of the other industries. Um, but look, uh, our trade associations are trying. And uh, it's just, uh, we're, we're banging our heads off a wall, you know. Like, unfortunately, the nightclub sector is represented um, uh, by the LVA. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, the, the, the probably only 1% of the LVA members are nightclubs, whereas 99% are actually just your regular seven-day bar, uh, seven-day late license or seven-day publican license. So it's, um, you know, their priorities, probably rightly so, are to represent the majority of their members. So kind of nightclubs and late-night bars don't get as much of a, a hearing when it comes to mm-hmm. um, when it when it comes to the the actual on trade, the licensed on trade. I mean, I'm looking, I'm looking at the NEFID advice here at the moment. It says that the restrictions on indoor hospitality should be brought back to where it was October 22nd. In other words, before they kind of all open back up again. And yeah. this would mean the closing time of 11.30 or 11 to 11.30. Six at a table, uh, uh, table service only, uh, which would effectively close nightclubs. Yeah, well, well, it will and we'll be gone. And, uh, you know, so if that does happen, then we'll call on the government to reintroduce all the, the full uh, suite of packages that the, they did. The, the PUP payments, etc, etc, etc. Yeah, the WSS and the CRS. But they, see, they have, well, they haven't reintroduced the PUP. Now, I know they, they obviously have the employment subsidy scheme, but they haven't introduced PUP. PUP. You can't apply for that at the moment because well, they've closed we, we, the application. We, we don't want, we 55 staff on payroll this week. We don't want to lay off one single staff member. Um, 
so we we will maintain if we can get the full EWSS, we will maintain them on our payroll and, and keep keep them there. Uh, you know, they're, yeah, they're otherwise it's going to be very sad it. Christmas for all those staff members, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. You know, it's. Uh, it's just it's so sad. But where, where do you but where do you see this going? In? This this could be till February, you know, because February, they've already February, said they've February. already said with the schools with the masks they're going to review it in February. So are they going to review this in February as well? So, uh, but 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 then they'll put another marker that after Paddy's Day, and then they'll put another one after Easter. It's just to, to get us out of the, the, the kind of the, the season, like the flu season. So it's we just don't know where it's going to go. Like who would have thought that nearly two years later we'd be in this position? I mean, and and what, what and see, everyone's going to say, Ian, what are you going to do? I, I, do you just keep following this all the time? Does everybody just have to keep following this all the time? Because I'm not saying the government are making all mistakes, but a lot of the stuff they're making mistakes, it's not making any difference. People can see that at this stage, at this point. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and the promise, of course, that we were told, that we were all told, get the vaccines, get the vaccines. Everybody did. The majority of people went out and got the vaccines. They were good citizens but, uh, and got the vaccines. And now we're still in the same boat and we're closing the, things the, out again. In the kind of 21 to 28-year-old cohort, um, uh, speaking to my marketing manager last week, Quiva, she said like there's a huge level of distrust um, uh, amongst them and people are just going, oh, they've had enough and they're going to emigrate. You know, they were told that once they got doubly vaccinated, they could go out and their lives could go on back again. Back to normal, yeah. And uh, they had it for four weeks and then that was pulled from underneath them. So, like, the uh, government really need to look at the way they deliver these messages and the promises they give. They can't promise uh, and, and then take things away like Neil no. Martin saying that um, once we reopen, we'll stay open. Don't don't come out with messages like that. What, what, what about Leo Varadkar's comments uh, yesterday in relation to hospitality and people like yourselves? <laughs> and, he, and his quote, and I'm quoting, he said, you should take one for the team. Look, um, Leo Varadkar is probably our best ally in terms of uh, the nightclub industry. He's, he's pro-clubs. Uh, he, he's a young man who, who who enjoys the scene himself, so he understands it. Uh, so, look... Uh, <laughs> But was it right for him to say take one for the team? I was talking to a musician friend of mine last night who was devastated. It yeah. took him it took him after October, it took him a month or two to get some bookings in for Christmas. He was delighted there's a few bookings in for Christmas, bit of money on the table. And now yeah. it's all gonna be taken away from him again. Yeah, absolutely. And look, and he I said, let Leo take one for the team. He said, let him take a reduction in his wage to see how he feels. You know what I mean? And I think it was a bit insensitive. It's never going to happen. You know? <laughs> but, and I know plenty of musicians, plenty of mobile DJs who've had all their weddings show cancelled for, for this Christmas. It's, they're just devastated. They actually don't know how they're going to pay their mortgages, how they're going to feed their families at Christmas. Christmas presents. But see, there's a massive, and I know you're you're looking after your own industry, and there's a massive knock-on effect to this. It's not just your industry because, you know, uh, because people are going to cancel nights out because they can't go to a nightclub or they can't go to a Christmas party with their work, well, then they won't go and get their hair done. So, or they won't go and get their nails done. Or they, young young ladies, for example. So there's a massive knock-on effect to all industries, you know, because then the catering industry loses out because they're not providing food for those uh, Christmas look, parties. The multiplier effect, money yeah. spent in the economy, it, it washes around and it, 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 it boils up the whole industry, you know, and many industries. So, you know, and, and that's why I'm so annoyed about wasting, like literally pissing $200 up against the wall uh, two days ago in the States to get back into Ireland. 
I could have spent that 200 in Ireland uh, and it gone into the economy. That's $200 that'll never come back into Ireland again. It's gone. Mm. You know, it's just wasted money, you know. So it's, we need to be, we need to be careful and clever with, with what we do with our money now because now more than ever, and we need to, we need to spend the money on Irish products and Irish services and just keep the money in Ireland and... Uh, you sound very downy, I can say. Uh, and, 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 I'm, just, I'm just devastated to, to arrive back after doing a week's worth of research in the States on how bars and clubs are operating over there. And, you know, they're all open. And you know, they, they wear their masks. Going what part in. of America did you go to? Uh, I moved around. It was California and Las Vegas. Oh, okay. All right, okay. And, and they would be the more stricter states, I suppose. I was in Florida two weeks ago, and you wouldn't even know COVID existed. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, but in saying that, how are your staff feeling? Uh, they're apprehensive and anxious as I am about uh, what's coming next, you know. So it's just, if we can if we can get the CWS thing sorted and the CRSS and rates waivers and things like that, um, uh, and that there may be some hope that at least they'll, they'll get some sort of decent pay package on a weekly basis and yeah. we, we can make plans for reopening. All right, okay. Well, look, Ian, I wish you well and I wish everybody in your industry well and all the people Thanks, that will have a knock-on effect out too as well. And, of course, we won't know until this afternoon. Thank you very much indeed. Ian Rabbit, owner and of uh, the nightclub and music venue Tramline, um, who are currently open, by the way, between uh, 7 and 12 o'clock, but from today onwards... Who knows? We'll know later on today. Other suggestions, by the way, from Neffet. By the way, if you're affected by this, if your industry is affected, if your restaurant or your bar or you're a musician, or I'd like to hear from you, by the way. The number is 087 is devastating. As I said, I spoke to a mate of mine last night who's a musician. The man is brokenhearted because he's been out of work for 18 months, more or less. From October the 22nd, they were given the go-ahead, obviously the nightclubs and the late bars and everything, and could open back up again, so he was back in business. He did say to me then, he said, look, that's not much use to me now. It'll take me a couple of months to get bookings back in again because you're a band or whatever. You know, you have to promote your gigs, everything else. Got a few gigs in, started promoting them, spending money on promoting them, and now they're cancelled again. <laughs> you know, I mean, we cannot keep doing this to people. This is destroying people's mental health. We need, to look, we need to look at this in a fresher way, in a different way, because what we're doing at the moment clearly is not working. And why are people not seeing that? It's not working. You can't keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting to get a different result. I mean, okay, hospitals are under pressure. The hospital system and the health service in this country has been under pressure for the last 20 years. Since I've been on talk radio, every single year we talk about the same thing. Do you remember in 2018, before COVID-19, can we even get along? Leo Varadkar was on, probably on this show and many other shows, asking doctors and nurses not to take Christmas holidays. Do you remember that? Begging them not to take Christmas holidays because they were under so much pressure in the hospitals. It happens every year. It's the season. It's the time. And, of course, the health service, which has been badly run for the last 20 or 30 years. You know, I mean, we cannot keep doing this to people's lives. You know, at some point it's going to crack. People are losing their minds. Non-COVID health care is important. The amount of diagnosis, and you listened to an interview the other day with an oncologist, and he was talking about the amount of diagnosis in the last 18 months for cancer that haven't been picked up because people can't get to a doctor. I have an email there from a woman yesterday. She said her mother has bad sinuses. And she wanted to go to see a doctor. She rang her doctor. And the doctor, she said, I'm vaccinated and everything, grand, yeah, yeah. And the doctor says, yeah, I can't see you unless you do a PCR test first. And she said, what, what do I need to do a PCR test first? She said, before you commit the surgery, you have to have a test. But she said, I'm already vaccinated. I thought that was the whole thing, like, now you have to do a test. She paid 90 euro for a PCR test to go and see a doctor. 
A lot of people don't have 90 euro or 80 euro, whatever they charge between 70 and 90 euro for a PCR test. They don't have the money to do that. I mean, we can't keep treating people like this. It's terrible. It's wrong. There has to be another way of looking at this. And I think Jack Lambert made a really good point when he was on the air last week, Professor Jack Lambert, that we need to look at it with fresh eyes. Neffet have been there for 18 months. We can still have Neffet, but change the people within Neffet and look at it differently. Killian de Gaskin, Ronan Glynn, Tony Holan, the names are all familiar with Philip Nolan. He's been a controversial character, hasn't he? I mean, we need to change it and put different people in. I'm not saying not experts, of course experts, and epidemiologists, people who know about the economy, a mixture of people who have an understanding of how we can get through this without damaging and destroying people's livelihoods and lives. Can't just keep doing this every time case numbers goes up. I thought we weren't going to focus on case numbers anymore. Every time the case numbers goes up, ah, she close everything down again. Can't just keep doing that. Are we going to do this forever? Scientists and professors around the world have said that COVID-19 could be with us for decades. Are we going to keep doing this forever? Banging your head off a wall, really, aren't you? Anyway, I want to talk about something else that we're banging our head against the wall about, and that's animal cruelty. We seem to be doing nothing about that at all. And 38 dogs and other animals were recovered from two apartments in City West as part of a multi-agency approach by Garda Síochána and South Dublin County Council of the DSPCA. According to a statement issued by the Garda yesterday afternoon in Talagarda Station with the assistance of the dog warden from South Dublin County Council and the DSPCA, they seized a variety of animals following two searches of two apartments in City West, which is a past Tala there. And the Garda statement said, over the course of the, the search, Garda recovered 38 dogs, puppies and other animals which were being kept in inhumane living conditions. Other animals recovered from the premises were cats, Parrots, tarantulas, a snake, a scorpion, a millipede, 38 dogs. All in two apartments, by the way. If you see the pictures, go onto my Twitter account there from yesterday and you'll see the pictures. You know what I mean? And it's horrendous to see these animals emaciated because they're not being looked after properly. The animals were recovered from the premise have been taken by the DSPCA for veterinary treatment and a guard spokesman said that no arrests have been made at this time. An investigation is ongoing. Now, although it's horrendous, disgusting and it's vile and anybody who abuses or neglects an animal like that is a scumbag, I cannot focus on this particular case because it's an ongoing investigation. But I do want to focus on the laws and it's extremely rare that a person will go to jail or in fact face any sanctions. And the worst that will happen is they might get a fine and a guilty charge in a court and be told that you can't own a dog for a year. That's that's even rare. That doesn't really happen. You know what I mean? So I want to know what we should do. Many people believe that the law should be changed to reflect how serious this crime is and it should be taken, you know, on how serious society perceives the crime of animal neglect. I mean, should people go to jail as they would if they neglected a child or abused a person? which could see people go to jail for many years for neglect of a dog or a cat or an animal or whatever it happens to be. I mean, should the laws take this more seriously? Or would that be going a bit too far? Because there are people out there who believe, although they disagree with it, obviously, and everybody disagrees with animal cruelty in some way, there are people who say, well, hang on now, you can't apply that to the same as humans. Like, to allow a dog to starve to death, for example, in a cage, is not the same as allowing a child to starve to death, is it, Niall? And they'll say this, that we can't treat the two of them the same. Well, I've got to be honest with you. I think it's the same. Because if you're willing to do that, if you have it within you to abuse, mistreat, 
a dog, a cat, a horse, whatever it happens to be. If you have it within you to do that, you will do it to a person as well. Because they, if you look back, by the way, through history, serial killers in the United States, most of them, psychologists would say they were cruel to animals before they were cruel to human beings because it's within their psyche. So any person who does that is a scumbag and they're most likely going to be cruel to a human at some point in their life. So should they go to jail? I mean, let's say, for example, for the neglect of a child, you might get seven years in jail. Provided the child is not dead, of course. Should you get seven years in jail for neglecting a dog? That's the question. So there's your, there's your question, right? So if you neglected a child to the point the child was starving and had ended up in hospital, but the child was okay, but ended up in hospital, they'd be dramatised, obviously, by it. You'd probably go to jail for about six or seven years, depending on the circumstances. Should you go to jail for six or seven years for neglecting a dog or neglecting a cat or neglecting a horse or neglecting any other animal? Should you go to jail for six or seven years? Yes, let's just take a little vote on this, okay? Yes, you should, or no, you shouldn't. All right? The number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. Should you go to jail for neglecting an animal? Now, just before we go into the break, just let me play this. We've got a WhatsApp audio in relation to the... Uh, restrictions are the, the fact that we're talking to Ian Redmond there about the entertainment industry. Hi, now, my name is Darren McCann. I own an event company. We would do entertainment for the likes of Christmas parties, summer barbecues, sports and social nights out. And obviously we've been decimated again. We started to get a glimmer of hope back in June when at least weddings were allowed back out, which means our DJs could get going again. We could do our decoration services. And we were planning Christmas parties for people. Now, nothing to the extent that we would normally plan in our standard Christmas, but the profit levels that we were coming in from the limited number of events we did would have got us through to pay our basic bills to probably March or April. You know, uh, rent, rates, insurances, that type of thing. But obviously with the recommendations not to have Christmas parties, it was like March 2020 all over again. The phone was hopping and the emails were flying in going cancelled, cancelled, cancelled. So it's the event management and entertainment companies are taking a severe hit on this as well. Thanks. Cheers. Absolutely. Absolutely. The event management companies will organise all the different types of events in the nightclubs and the bars and the restaurants, etc., etc. Or promotion companies, agents for celebrities or whatever it is, or bands that are going out to these places. They're all taking a hit. It's a massive knock-on effect. And as I also mentioned as well, you have the knock-on effect of catering companies who won't be providing food for those nighttime events because they won't be on. They'll be cancelled. You've got, as I said, something as simplistic as you know, Christmas parties are all being cancelled in offices and factories around the country because obviously Tony Holland doesn't want groups of people together. I mean, not only that, you got so the, the, the women or the men who are going out to get ready to buy new clothes, that's been affected. Going out getting their nails and their hair done so the salons get affected. There's a massive knock-on effect. Do the government understand the damage they're doing to people's lives? Me, Hall and Leo and everybody else, all well and good for them. They still get their wages sitting up there in the doll. Hasn't affected them one bit. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits.